You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 382. You're listening to The Lively Show. This podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Hello, my friends, and thank you for listening to today's show. Before we get into it with Danielle, I just want to say very quickly that we have the launch party for BellaLively.com happening on Wednesday, March 22nd, 6 p.m. London time online on Zoom. I'm going to give the grand tour, the walkthrough of what I have created for you. First, from my inner reality, I actually made us a planet, and then I took that planet that I created for us in the non-physical realms, and then I translated that with our team into the work that you're going to see online next Wednesday. So if you want to join us, there's going to be some surprises and also so many fun new things that you get to see on the website. There's so much there walking you through all of the free content that you have, the community connections and centers and how to use them and all that kind of good stuff is something I want to share with you. And also, if you feel like it, I and you are welcome to do the same. We'll be drinking and wearing something sparkly. So feel free to do that, but by no means do you feel like you need to. I'm just excited to share with anybody, whether you're brand new to the community, your IVF grad, you're a longtime listener, whatever it is, we are happy to have you if you want to join us. And you can do so by signing up over at jesslively.com slash launch party. We'll give you the Zoom details and you can catch the recording if you're not able to join us at 6 p.m. London time. Uh, you can just watch it another time if you want to. And we're going to just walk you through, introduce you to the team that's put this all together. It's been something that we've put together since November of last year and honestly is the biggest launch rebirth expression of myself in the digital space I've ever done. And I'm so beyond excited to show you everything we've been putting together that is so beautiful and hopefully helpful for you as well. So now let's get into the beauty of life with Danielle. Just so you know, a little heads up before we go into the interview or the episode session, uh, the recording service that we use for this, I've now learned doesn't always... um, It takes a little lag time when I press record, like five seconds. So I thought the five second recording lag was enough. But I think from Tony, our producer, I found that this episode, I started the greeting to Danielle a little prematurely. So you're going to see me kind of, it's going to sound a little choppy getting into it, but then it, it, you know, gets recording and everything's fine from the beginning. So there's a little weird intro to this to Danielle, but otherwise, uh, let's go to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, so it's been two weeks since we last spoke. How have those last two weeks been for you? They, so last time we spoke, I was like super high vibe. Like I was not expecting what transpired on that call. I was, I like honestly was thinking I was going to get a new hairstyle and I was super pumped for that. I did not in a million years expect what was (laughs) offered. So I went for a walk and then I didn't really do anything else that day. The next day I woke up and I was like, okay, you need to write a list of what it is that you're wanting to call in. (laughs) And so I just made this list and made um, a list of all my certifications, like what I was looking for in housing, like what environment I wanted to have and things like that. Um, And then I started to, when it felt good, like I didn't start right away, but I started applying for jobs. I then started deep diving into looking for housing. I know that is when things started to shift because I came back down to my, from my cloud to reality. And um, I kind of was feeling like I was doing the same thing I have done in the past. Okay. And what were you used to doing in the past and what did you find yourself doing again? And by the way, let's also for anyone else, there's some updates on that. Danielle, did you find a, at this moment, do you have an apartment yet that you've selected or are still looking? I have an idea of an, of an apartment. I do not have one at this moment because I'm still waiting for a job offer to know how much I can afford. Okay, fair. And so when everyone's like, what is she talking about? In case you missed Danielle's last episode, I offered Danielle the furniture that I've been holding on to for the last two years between the furniture I purchased in Australia and some little pieces, mostly it was Australian furniture, but also little pieces in Detroit. And they've been sitting in a container waiting to be used, waiting to be used, waiting to be used. And then I actually, as I was creating 
the Beauty of Life series thought, wouldn't it be cool if this furniture is possible to be the right fit for the style and the desire of and the need of somebody in the makeover part of the Beauty of Life? And so we picked you and Jennifer and I didn't know if you would be, you know, I had no clue you were going to be moving and that you would be traveling without anything. But we talked about that in the last episode and I shared this and it seems to be a beautiful fit for you. However, Danielle, we needed to actually find out whether it was possible because legally I found out as I called the movers (laughs) that have been holding my furniture for the last years, I had to find out, is it possible to give you the stuff because it's international? You know, I'm uh, the stuff's been stored in America. You're in Canada. And just generally, can you give a bunch of stuff, a container's worth of stuff to a different person? Theoretically, you think you should be able to do whatever you want with your stuff. But apparently the mover was like, I don't know if that's possible. And I was like, okay. And at first he said no. And I was like, I'm not going to say his name, but I was like, all right, this is kind of like an Oprah thing right now. I I need you to get on board with me. (laughs) I need some support. Like he was at first, he's like, no, we don't do that. And I was like, no, but I need you to do <laughs> Like, I want to do this for you. And I was like, come on, she's a part-time nurse. This is going to be a life-changing thing for her. And I got him on board. And he's like, well, I have to talk to the Canadian um, officials to make sure this is legal to do. Because it normally, they are responsible for moving someone's personal possessions to their next port of call, to their next home. But it's not going to mine, it's going to yours. And I was like, but I'll be there with her to receive the stuff. And so I had to wait a few days to find out whether we could do this. And I called him last Friday to catch up and see if it was possible. And he says that it is, Danielle. So... (gasps) No. Yes, 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 yes. So we just need your address for your new place and when you would like it to arrive. And then we'll kind of put the rest of the pieces together. But it was kind of an interesting touch and go scenario because I was so excited that you actually, as it flowed, did move somewhere, did need stuff. (laughs) Like I was like, oh my God, this is everything that I had hoped would happen in the show, but also not sure if it would happen to be available, something you'd want or need and all this other stuff. And then would this be possible from the moving side of the equation? But it seems so far knock on wood, but it seems like it's working out. So now the next step he said is he just needs the address that you'll be moving to to help price the quote so that I can arrange for, you know, payment for that and all the rest of it. And then also we'll just figure out when that happens. I may, if it's okay with you, (laughs) come to Vancouver to help you put it all together. Oh my God, that would be so incredible. I would love to meet you. Okay. All right. So anyways, that's the update for anyone else that's listening. That's what was in Danielle's last episode. But now let's kind of jump back in, Danielle, where you just were at. Okay. So let's go back into the beauty of life and helping you untangle the little knots the mind might make sometimes or beanbags that might come up when it came to you looking for the apartments, what what was going on and what did you revert back to that you're used to doing from the past? So in the past, I'm always like, (laughs) believing that money will flow um, and that I need to find a place that I love. But then when I get into it, I find that my rent is sucking a lot of my income. And it's not that I'm like over extravagant with where I'm living. It's just the pricing of things versus the wage that you're making. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So what did you fall into specifically? What was the pattern that you found yourself doing? So I found myself (laughs) looking for places, um, apartment buildings are in an area that I felt called to. And as most people probably know that are listening from Canada know like rent there is the second highest in Canada. Um, So it is not a cheap ish place to live. Um, And so then I was like, okay, well, wage wise, I need to be making a certain amount of money to, I got very logical, I guess. That's what it went into. And what did that look like? Logically speaking. It looked like me being like, okay, well, I'll need to work this many hours (laughs) to pay, to make this much money to be able to justify living in most apartments here without a roommate and then which is which is fine but then it got me thinking well then I'm it just got me into thinking like I need to hustle more then I'm like well what if I want to um 
do something else, then I will need to work more in this area. You know what? It kind of made me feel like I was living in the rat race again. And I worked so hard to get out of, <laughs> out of that feeling of like having to work harder to make more money and like just work, 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 work all the time. And um, yeah. Okay. So did you go into your inner voice at all or find any beanbags on the subject when you were finding that all come up for you? There, there were some beanbags that I was trying to release, but I just was like, I think I should wait to do some of these with you. <laughs> save it for Bella. Okay. All right. Now question then, Danielle. Brilliant. Way to go. Way to save us some, <laughs> some material. Okay. So when it comes to the material <laughs> you've been saving for us, how many days ago approximately did they churn up and you actually felt them present? How long ago? A week ago, more or less a few days ago? It was pretty close to after our last call. And then I just got busy with doing a bunch of nights. And yeah, then I haven't really, I've been kind of just pushing it away, which I know is not the right answer, but it is what I've just been like, it's okay, it's going to work out. Yeah, it's fine. You've got the show. We're doing it now. You didn't need to sit there stewing on it. Can I say, Danielle, given the situation you're in at this moment with like working with me every few weeks, like it's fine. Like you didn't need to find it yet. Let's get some of that ironed out for you, right? That's the beauty of life. The beauty of life isn't that life is perfect. The life is dualistic in this reality. There's highs, there's lows. It's not about making the vibrations go away in the sense that this is the unfolding storyline of this reality, Mm -hmm. right? It's just about navigating those highs and lows a little smoother and kind of surf them rather than drown in the waves that that are there. So you kind of held off, which is fine. But I was wondering, and this is why for anyone else listening too, that I kind of tend to find with the clients that I work with, that if they've recently been triggered by something, if it's fresh, like a wound, let's say you stubbed your toe. You know how when you stub your toe, you feel it immediately for a few minutes and then an hour later, unless it was really bad, you're not quite feeling it as strongly or at all later. So there's kind of a 48 hours to 72 hours, you know, like four to five days that something is super active when a trigger presents itself. But over time, after those few days, depending on the severity of the trigger, it's often kind of hard to churn up the the juice from something that's kind of time has moved past it. And so the momentum on that emotion has slowed down. Does that make sense? So I'm asking because if it was very fairly recent, it would be pretty easy to churn up those beanbags on demand. And so for anyone else listening, as they do the sessions or listen with you and Jennifer, they can go, oh, is something recently happened for me? And even kind of while you're doing your beanbag release, they can jump on in with something that's pretty recent in their awareness as well. But if it's older, what we'll probably find, Danielle, is that as we probe with inner voice questions, because it's kind of settled down since then, we'll probably churn those beanbags up by going into the inner voice side. And as we ask questions that start to poke on those same kind of areas, the beanbags promise they're still there. They're just not active necessarily in the ways they were when you were scrolling, you know, the the apartment finder website that you're looking at or whatever the thing was that was bringing this up. So let's start because it's a little bit older with some inner voicing. If it was something that just happened yesterday, I probably could just get you straight into the beanbag itself and we wouldn't even have to go straight to the inner voice. The beanbag would actually be blocking the inner voice from even being heard. But we'll probably be able to get a few answers and then as as I get a little bit more... I don't say direct or specific, but something like that will kind of end up probably churning them up, which is good because then you'll be able to see and deal with them again. Because if we just went cold into those, it's probably not going to be a big reaction to get them out in a deeper way. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. Are you ready for some questions for your inner voice? Yes. Okay. All right. So what you're going to do is just relax. And for anyone else, you can, by I know from 
comments we're getting about the series. You're welcome to ask your own inner voice questions on your own life, or if this situation Danielle's in feels very relevant to you, you can use the same questions I'm asking her. I even heard from someone recently that they'll even stop the recording that I'm doing right now live with Danielle and listen to their inner voice as needed or release beanbags. So you're welcome to, you know, piggyback on Danielle's session right now if you want to as you're listening. Okay, so Danielle, let's go in. We're going to start, and as everyone kind of knows by now, we're going to start at that home base, right? In your chest, in your belly, wherever you're used to hearing your inner voice in the past. And you're going to use that exhale, that blessed exhale, all your magics in your exhale. Your inhales happen naturally. The exhales are what allows you to hear the inner voice. So you're just going to exhale. And whenever I ask the questions, you're going to remember, oh yeah, got to exhale to hear the inner voice. You can't think while you're exhaling, but you can listen to your inner voice while you're exhaling. So we're going to ask some inner voice questions, but first we're just going to ask a very simple one. Inner voice, when you're there, let Danielle know, but no rush. You can just settle in, take your time. Okay, here. Here. Okay. Inner voice, are you excited that Danielle's moving to Vancouver? Yes. Yes. Inner voice, why are you excited about going to Vancouver? From your point of view, inner voice. Good job. You're in a here. Yeah. Energy energy but i don't know what that means yeah there you go good job good job yeah exactly that's all you know is like okay what does that mean in her voice what does energy of vancouver mean you like the energy and the plants and the trees i mean it's a very beautiful city but what what about the energy in her voice now i'm just getting a visual of like the mountains and the water and like sparkles on the sun. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so that's what you're excited about, inner voice, is those sparkles and the sun and the mountains? The environment. Okay, all right. Now, inner voice, you have a body right now. It's called Danielle, 10 fingers, 10 toes. She eats. She needs to stay warm, even though Canada and Vancouver is all intents and purposes pretty warm. But she's going to need a place to live and sleep and eat and She's going to need an apartment to stay in, or a place to stay in at least. So, inner voice, are you worried about the money that it costs to live in Vancouver? Now exhale on that. Still from the inner voice's point of view. And if there's a beanbag, when the beanbags start showing up, let me know. And we'll take a little detour to release them. But it may not come up right away with that question because it's still kind of soft, right? We're edging slowly into the area. We're getting you connected to your inner voice. But first, inner voice, are you worried about paying the, for an apartment so that you can be near this beautiful environment in Vancouver? Inner voice. I hear no. No. <laughs> inner voice. Does the mind agree with you, inner voice? That it's, that it's, is the mind unworried as well, inner voice? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it's right? Worried. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now here's, here's a brilliant question for everyone else too, okay? Danielle, try this, all right? Inner voice, in your understanding of the mind, why is the mind worried about the money for Vancouver, inner voice? Inner voice, why is the mind worried about the money? Inner voice, not the mind. We're not asking the mind why. It has its own story, but inner voice, why is the mind worried about money for Vancouver? Inner voice. So go deeper, go deep in the belly and hear from there. The real reason, inner voice, why is the mind worried about the money if you're not inner voice? Thinking small. Thinking small. Now, let's take a little moment here, okay? Danielle, is that the answer your mind would have given if I just asked you in the mind? <laughs> Probably. No, I don't no. think so. Exactly. Okay, so this is great for you, Danielle, and everyone listening. Asking your inner voice why you're upset about something is one of the best questions you can ever ask, especially when you're beginning. 
Okay, so your mind has a story about why it's upset about X, Y, or Z. It has a story. It thinks that this is why, and it's right at its own level of understanding. But there is a wiser, deeper level of understanding your inner voice has. And you'll be amazed at all the times that you'll hear a wiser level of understanding about the problem your mind has in itself, in the mind, Mm -hmm. because you ask your inner voice for the clarity of why you're upset. Does that land for you? Can you see how that just totally changed the direction of what your mind would have thought? It's like, well, it's expensive and I don't make a lot of money. It's like your mind story, right? Something like that. But that's not what your inner voice knows to be true. Your inner voice knows it's because your mind is thinking small. So now we have a totally different, wiser avenue to ask questions and get more clarity that is deeper than however your mind would ever even imagine to go. Okay, so inner voice, let's go back down. Good job. This is great for everyone. That's kind of a teachable moment, not just for you, Danielle, but anybody listening. Why am I upset about X is a classically amazing question to get deeper insight. Now, for inner voice for Danielle, inner voice for Danielle, why is the mind thinking so small? Past, past, past experiences. Okay, inner voice, is she only capable of what she's been capable of in the past? Is that her max capacity? The past, is that her max capacity? No. No. What's her max capacity, inner voice? If it's not the past, what is it? Present. Present. Future. Is her max capacity. Now, inner voice, is there a max capacity to the quality of life she can live there? Good job with the exit. No. No. Does the mind agree with that? (laughs) No. No. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Okay. So inner voice, what is her capacity right now when it comes to living in Vancouver? Enjoy each moment. Enjoy. Enjoy. Now, here's a question, inner voice. Do you want her to get a roommate? Exhale on this. I know your mind doesn't want one. I just want to hear your inner voice. Inner voice, do you want her to get a roommate? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. What'd you hear? I... I just see like white expansion, so I don't... Oh, inner voice. What's the white expansion in regards to a roommate? Either way. Either way. Inner voice, why does the mind not want a roommate? Inner voice. Limiting. The the mind thinks it's limiting to have a roommate? Yeah. Inner voice, do you think it's limiting? No. No. Why is there a difference between how the mind sees this and the inner voice, inner voice? Why is there a difference between how you see it and the mind? I just see possibility. Okay. So the mind doesn't see that possibility that the inner voice does? Yes. Yeah. Sees problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is there a beanbag there? Because we don't need that there. I don't care, Danielle, whether you get a roommate or not. I just want to ask a lot of questions to help you get a lot of insight from a deeper part of yourself about rent and affording Vancouver, right? So your mind's obviously ruling that out. But I want you to have a deeper understanding of why you should or shouldn't necessarily rule that out from the wiser part of you. So you don't have to question that later. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So is there a beanbag there? We don't you never have to get a roommate. I'm just saying that there may be limiting potentials that are blocks which are not needed to be there. Does that make sense? It's like limiting a whole bunch of options. Your mind is like kind of half 
eyes closed <laughs> about what's available there, you could end up having the Taj Mahal and rent it with somebody else and have totally different floors of it, a two floor apartment and a penthouse in like the nicest part of Vancouver. And that might be completely amazing. I'm not saying you're going to do that. I'm just saying that that's a potential where you might go, actually, I never thought I'd have a roommate like that. And then you could end up loving it. That's an option. Or you can end up having a penthouse all to yourself. Or you could have a studio apartment all to yourself. Or you could have a studio apartment and share it with yourself and five other roommates. They're all potentials. But when the mind limits the potentials because of limiting beliefs, it doesn't help you find the highest alignment, regardless of roommates or not. Does that make sense? Right. I just want to open up because right now the mind sees Finding a place in Vancouver is hard, but we got to open it up to there are a million potentials in Vancouver. I just want to find the best one for me. It doesn't have to have right. a roommate, but we just have to be open to any and all options because imagine having the potential for some insane, okay, I'm just going to paint a scenario that you're not even allowing to be an option, but you probably would pick. Okay, so some <laughs> very rich, wealthy individual has a cat and they travel all the time for work and they have this insane property and they just need somebody to watch the cat while they're gone and you'd have the in place to yourself 90% of the time maybe 98% of the time and you're watching this cat and you get to stay there for free in a giant two-floor penthouse in Vancouver right downtown and you have free rent and you have it mostly to yourself would you like that idea <laughs> I mean, who would? <laughs> yes, okay. I'm just saying it is a scenario that includes, True. technically speaking, a roommate. <laughs> and I'm not saying you need to take it. I'm just saying we want to open your mind to any and all possibilities so that the truly highest potentials can come to you. Because what your mind's thinking is the best and highest at the moment. And I'm just going to play a devil's advocate here, right? Okay. So you have on one hand, you've got a studio apartment that you can kind of afford, but you have to work more than you're normally wanting to. And you get to live in it all by yourself, but it's not quite in the nicest area that you'd really want to be in versus my penthouse cat scenario. <laughs> Which one would you pick? Right. The Pentos cat scenario. <laughs> would you really pick yeah. it? Would you really pick it? Truly, you would. You wouldn't actually feel like you're settling for less because you have this rich, wealthy benefactor cat owner to live with sometimes when they're in town. I mean, maybe there would be beanbags with my mind during it being like, yeah, I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's, I'm just saying, or you could end up moving him the love of your life, and that's technically kind of a roommate, and you might be very happy about that. Yeah. So there's many ways that even something as simple as I don't want a roommate doesn't have to be a limiting factor. I don't care what the outcome is. I'm just trying to open your mind from this is hard and there are no options <laughs> to this is not as hard and there are more options than I've ever considered. And some of them I wouldn't have thought about, but actually could be quite interesting or fun. Right. Or even yeah. better than I was saying, which is I need to spend a lot of money and work a million hours again in order to stay in a place by myself. Right. Right. We want you to just be relaxed and open to anything so that yeah. the best and highest can come. Because what the mind did was raced for one solution, which may not be the highest solution. People do this all the time. This is not just you, Danielle. This is literally, I've seen my own mind do this so many times. If In case this is useful, Danielle, I'll share. I had this property, people might remember this from years ago. I had a place in Detroit. And I wanted to get another place in Detroit. Ironically, Danielle, to put your furniture, <laughs> the furniture I want to send you, I wanted to put it because I had it. And I was like, I have these two kind of sets of furniture, the stuff from Detroit and the stuff that got sent from Australia. And the stuff in Australia arrived later than I moved to Detroit. So I was like, I'll put this in what will become an Airbnb 
I thought, okay, I'll get this other property and I'll put that stuff from Australia in the Airbnb property in this other place. At first it was my own and then it ended up flowing into becoming an executive rental for somebody else. And I was like, okay, I don't need to live in the other place. I'll just rent out the other place as the executive rental that it was at the time. And then I'll get this Airbnb kind of smaller place with all the Australian furniture. And whenever I wanna be there, I will be in it. And when I don't wanna be there, I will rent it as an Airbnb. So that was the plan. And I flowed into the perfect place and the perfect street. My intuition showed me which street. My intuition showed me which building. I got to pick the finishes because they were still finishing out the build. It was like an old building that got renovated. So I got to pick the flooring style that I wanted. I bought special handles and lighting for the place to match the furniture I was putting into it. And it all seemed Perfect. I My intuition told me to go to that property. Then, let's say six months later, I was sitting there in Detroit waiting to close on the property. And when I got there, after they'd been finishing and finishing, because of COVID and the time frame this was all happening was around then, the trades were very, very stop and start, very haphazard. And so they put the apartment together in the wrong way to renovate. So they did, I think, the kitchen floor... And kind of, it's a, it's a one bedroom place. So it's a really small place. So the floor is kind of the entire floor is the floor they put in, but they did it after the kitchen. And normally I think you do it before the kitchen or which way, whichever way they normally did it, they did it reverse because of the trades and what time they had available to do it. And they were rushing the job. So they messed up the floors. And I was basically buying a tissue box for the most insane price per square foot of Detroit. Like one, one bank even like didn't let the property be approved for what I was paying for it because the price per square foot was so high. But this place is so modern and empty of anything besides drywall, some fake marble, and this floor. So like all you really notice when you get in there is the floor because there's nothing really else in it. It's just in the perfect location. It was during a time that, you know, the Detroit prices are going really high. So I was happy to pay it. I found another bank that did approve the, you know, price per square foot and everything. But the floor was this major asset of this little apartment that mattered the most and it was the most damaged. And they promised me over the month that I stayed there, solution after solution to fix all the scratches that were on the floor. The brand new build had tons of scratches because they installed the kitchen after the flooring. So it was all damaged and they were kept saying, oh, this will fix it and this will fix it. And I just kept spending week after week in different hotels, bopping around the city, waiting patiently for every single solution that they kept coming up with to work and none of them properly worked. So eventually I just said, look guys, I have put up with, I've spent tons of money on hotels at this point. Like I'm not going to close on this property until the, the floor is right. And then what ended up happening is they said, finally, I said, look, I will go to London. I will just go away for a month, replace the floor. Like you've tried everything you can to, to fix this, but you've really messed it up you know, by doing this in the wrong way in the first place. None of it's actually doing it appropriately. My friends and anyone that saw the property agreed that I was right. Like it was not a new build and a new construction in its new state. It was a damaged state already from the get-go. So they said yes eventually to me doing this, to going to London and they'd replace the floor. So I was like, great, I'm going to go. I'm going to explore London, have fun with friends, and then I'll come back and I'll come back to the new floor and I'll close on the property and I'll move the stuff in and everything will work out. Okay, so I'm about to fly. The night before I fly, I get a text message. Right as I'm packing up, I'm going to go to dinner with a friend and I'm waiting to just be excited. I think I take off at like seven in the morning the next day. I'm excited to go to London, go have fun, get away from this whole flooring scenario, and come back later when it's fixed. I get a text message from the real estate agent saying, you're not going to believe this, but they've just like pulled the deal. They've just changed their mind. They're only going to give you a $5,000 deduction on your purchase price of the property. They think it's fine. They're not going to do what they said they would do, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Like They're just going to keep the flooring as it is with a, just a $5,000 deduction on this property. And I was devastated, of course, because I'd been so patient and I'd been so <laughs> exhausted by the whole thing, but at the same time, trying to work with them. And I was so attached to this working out. And then all of a sudden, here I am flying out. It's like 6 p.m. I'm, I'm leaving at 7 a.m. So excited to go and come back, only to realize they're saying, screw it, tough luck. It is what it is. Take it. You have to deal with it. 
And I was like, wait a minute, they had already agreed to this. This is already something we'd said yes to. And now the, you know, they had what ended up happening is I think there were three owners in the building company and one of them was very hardball and the other two were much more reasonable. And so the one that was like the hardball guy just changed it without talking to the other people in his company and just said, nope, we're not going to do it for whatever. I think they just assumed I would take it. That person at least did. And I was wrecked. And so I called my kind of like my grandma of sorts, like a dear kind of person that I've spoken to for years. And she's very wise. And she said, you can do this. You can do this. I was so, so upset. But she just held me like kind of, I always say this with my friend, like Dominique Mucciano and Bella Caroli in the like the 1990s or 2000s Olympics of the American team. I was like, you can do this. You could do this backflip. And I spiritually backflipped. She helped me, but I just did it. I just let go. And I was like, okay, after all of this month and all of this six we- months really leading up to this and all of this, all of this alignment, I'm in the, the misalignment of the last month. And then this, I am not going to accept it. I'm going to let Detroit go. And then I thought, if I'm not going to get that property, I'm going to sell the other properties that I have there too. And I just literally went to the dinner after, you know, a little bit of tears and a little bit of like huge energy shift. I just flipped and I let go. And I told my friend at dinner who was so excited that I was going to move there that I'm going to let go of Detroit altogether. And I was just, I was done. I was like, okay, I'm not going to play this. This is, they're just using me and manipulating me and assuming that I'll just take what they arbitrarily are changing last minute without any, without like completely disregarding me as a client. And so I told them, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to accept the deal. I'm just going to, if you're changing the deal last minute like this, no, I'm not going to play that. Um, So I'm going to let it go. I'm going to not buy the property. And of course, like, I'm not excited about this because I was so excited to have a place I could call my own again at that point in time. But at the same time, I was like, I guess this means I'm not going to stay in Detroit. I guess this means the flow is not to stay. And I let it go. And it was like, the most insane energy rush because, you know, obviously as you're, it's kind of like a ball that bounces. After bouncing so low, but then letting go, the bounce is so high. It's like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Not pushing this, not forcing this. No, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be a victim to it, but I'm also not going to be a victim to Detroit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, maybe this is a sign. I'm just going to let it go. The next morning I got on the flight and as I'm on the tarmac taxiing to take off, I get a text message from the real estate agent saying, you're not going to believe this, but they've actually, the guy (laughs) that lost the deal obviously told the other people, they all had to find out what happened. And the other guys were aghast that the guy had gone against the deal they'd already made with me. And so they forced, they were like, no, 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 we're going to do the deal that we actually said we're going to do. Like we are going to get the floor. And she goes, I don't know what angel or what happened. And I was like, no, I'm not just going to take it. I let it go. You can't play me like that. This is not the flow. This is not how this is going to go. And I went to London, letting go of Detroit. And I remember landing and going to the Airbnb. And guess what? The floor in the Airbnb was the perfect tone and the perfect floor that I'd been staring at waiting to be perfected in Detroit. So for the next few weeks, I was living in the floor completely done, completely already decorated, already ready and waiting for me. It wasn't obviously where I ended up living for very long, but I could not believe the alignment of all of that. And that potential is not something I ever would have wanted to consider. But looking back on it, even years later, as I've gone back to Detroit over the years, I even just recently was there in November and I walked the streets that I used to walk and I walked back to the building that I used to live in. And I just realized like I have grown and expanded and had so many life and world experiences since then. And just doing that same walk that I used to do for the time that I was there, I could see that it wasn't the highest alignment to stay. Even though I was so desperate to have a house and even if I didn't want to live it all the time, you know, I am so happy looking back on it that it went the way that it did. And really the best thing out of the entire thing was learning how to do that backflip, learning how to let go of something and not hold on and fight and push and force something that wasn't flowing into place. It was flowing in the beginning. And it's interesting, right, that it did flow so well in the Mm -hmm. beginning It wasn't wrong in the beginning, let's say. Like compared to other properties, 
it was the right property. And then you say, but it didn't work out. Exactly. It was the right property because it wasn't meant to work out for very long in Detroit. So if I had worked out in another place and I'd stayed in Detroit, that would not have been the highest alignment. It was actually to leave Detroit that was the highest alignment. But for that period of time where I was that hell bent on staying there and bringing the property and the furniture in and all that other stuff, I wasn't ready for that yet. So I went this other interesting direction. It wasn't wrong. It was so interesting. I learned so many things from that. But especially when I said it has to be this property, it has to be this way, it has to be Detroit, all those things were not true. And I remember my friend, Ezie, was sitting with me in a lunch very recent after that whole thing happened. And I kept being still stuck in like, they said they would do it and they wouldn't do it and all this stuff, you know? And she goes, but there's millions of ways you could have handled it. This is just what you did do, but it's not the only way it could have gone. And I, she like broke my brain in half, in a million pieces when she kept saying that. She's like, what else could you have done? And I was like, nothing. This is the only thing I could have done. <laughs> they said this, and then I said this, and then they said that, and then I said this, and this is the only way this could have gone. And she goes, no, there's a million things that could have happened. This is the way that it did go. But like the president of the country could have bought the place instead for me, or there could have been the mayor of Detroit could have decided I'm going to pay for that And at the dinner that I went to that night. There's a million things, a million potentials that didn't happen, didn't happen, but could have happened. And my mind was so single focused, it couldn't see that there were a million things that could have happened to me that could have been even better. And so when I'm, you know, talking about cats and you know, duplexes with penthouse people. I'm not saying you need to do those things. I'm just trying to break your mind open from its silo so that you have your entire awareness and all of your soul's potentials at your disposal rather than the small, minuscule, limiting ones that your mind can imagine. Right. Yeah, I I see it now and I see what you're talking about. And I've actually had a similar experience recently because I thought actually I was going to be moving to Toronto. I kept having dreams about it in October. Um, and then in November, I started applying, but I never heard back from any jobs. Um, and it just didn't flow. So I just, so I, like not the same experience, but a similar where I just felt like it wasn't, I needed to shift. Yeah. Okay, so now, having heard that very long story, but hopefully it's interesting for other people listening as well, do you feel a little more relaxed that like there are many places you could stay? You just know you want to stay somewhere you love and you want to stay not in the rat race. Mm -hmm. And you want to be in an yeah. area you love. And it yes. seems like Vancouver is the next place. And yes. the non-negotiables really seem more than just something silly and specific like roommate. Because if you had the love of your life, I'm sure you probably want to live with them at some point. Or you had some, you know, Oprah level cat lady <laughs> wants someone to watch their house. I'm sure you'd be like, that sounds pretty good for the next year. And then I can save all this money and buy my own place next year, right? There's so many ways this could go amazing. And they may not be those things. I'm picking very dramatic ex examples. But what does sound like something you know you don't want is to be striving about money and going into what you said was the rat race. You know you don't want that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that even even that though, by the way, doesn't have to be the way that money flows. <laughs> so like there's a million, just like we said, the president, the prime minister of Canada could just decide arbitrarily to give you $5 million. He could. <laughs> doesn't mean he will. It just means he could. He could, like there's a million things that you could find a diamond that is five carats on the side of the road tomorrow and there's no way to trace who owns it. And then you just cash that in. That's a potential. It just means you don't want to suffer for where you live or how you have abundance, right? Right, yeah. Okay, let's send this down. Inner voice, does she have to suffer for abundance so that she can live in Vancouver in the way she wants to? No. Yeah. So in her voice, what do you want her to know about the best and highest potential for her 
right now when it comes to apartment looking? What should she be looking for in her voice? <laughs> I'm not hearing anything, so maybe there's a beanbag. Yeah. Is there a beanbag? could just be nothing. It may not be the best question. Or there could be an emotion present. Is there emotion or just emptiness? I don't have like an emotion present. Okay. So I'm just thinking open, open here. What I asked was an open-ended question. Okay. So we don't have anything specific. We're not like look on rainy street. <laughs> we're not <laughs> looking at like very, we don't know what we're going to get. You know, we're not, if, we're open-endedly asking a question so your mind can't block a response. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's send so, it down. What did you, let's ask again. I, like I had an, or maybe it's my mind, but I had like an area drop in and, and I kept hearing house, um, but I don't know, like, if Why did you say mind? that question? Why did you not say it when you said, I got nothing, but you got an area and a house? Oh, no, this was like a, last week. This oh, wasn't, okay. No. All right. So let's send this down. Okay. Let's send the area and that house idea down. Inner voice. Is that something you want her to consider or look into? Possibility. Possibility. Inner voice, do you want her to focus on the apartment first or the job first? I... Just relax. You don't know. Oh. What do you get? I, well, I kind of have an opportunity I'm just waiting to hear back about. So okay. So inner voice, do you want her to wait until the opportunity is heard back about to look for places or not? Yes. Wait until she hears back? Timing. Okay. So that's the timing you want her to wait for is hearing back first in her voice? Yes. Yeah. There you go. So this isn't even the time right now, Danielle. Isn't that a relief? <laughs> yeah. You're not doing anything wrong by not doing it. The last two weeks, you haven't been doing anything. You didn't need to. Right. So you're right. doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any mental resistance to holding off, though? That we can resolve, okay? So if we say, okay, wait until you hear back. Is there any resistance in the mind about that answer? Wait until you hear back. Or is there relief and happiness and joy? <laughs> there is like a little bit of fear that's coming up, but I just am trusting in the process that it, like things can fall into place very fast and they have and have. So it's just, it's just my mind making up something to worry about because. Yeah. So here, where's the beanbag? Where's the fear of that whole thing? Where's in the body? Let's just delete it. It's small. Let's get it out. It's like right in the pit of my stomach. Go for it. Feel into it. Breathe into it. You're allowed to feel that feeling. Nothing wrong with feeling that feeling of fear or trepidation, worry. It's okay to feel that, but feel it and get it out, you know? The thought without that feeling is inconsequential. The drain of that, th that feeling is going to magnetize something to match it, which you don't need to do. So let's get that out. It's okay to feel that feeling. You are certainly not the only person to feel trepidation waiting for something to happen. So breathing into that space, whatever the shape is, the shape helps you know you're getting your awareness, not your mind about it. Not in the story mode, because your mind can't feel the shape in your belly, in the pit. It only knows the story and the feeling. Ah. 
It's okay to feel that trepidation. It's not the first time you felt it. You're certainly not the only person to feel that kind of feeling. Fear of the future is one of the mind's favorite beanbags to play with, it seems, for so many people. What's going to happen next? How is it going to go? What if? What if? Go into that location. Go into that feeling. You don't have to keep holding on to it. It's not a prerequisite of this reality to hold on to that feeling all the time. Underneath that, your intuition just trusts it's going to be fine. <clears throat> yeah. There is a fear that's coming up and it's, <laughs> my intuition does trust, but it's just like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Like your apartment, they already rented it out. <laughs> like, so just, okay. Okay. Is it like fear of homelessness? I'm going to have all yes. this furniture in, in Bella's life that she's giving. You could just stay in the container, Danielle. I think it comes with four walls and a ceiling. Just stay in the Perfect. container. I don't think there'll be a lot of room to move around in it because it's packed with furniture, but we'll find a way around that. We could just take some of it out. You'll be like a boxcar children. Remember that series? Just live in the boxcar. We've got options. We've got, you know, there are sofas that many listeners have around the world. You probably could couch surf for at least two years on sofas listening to the show. You know, there are many options, but let's go to that feeling of fear of being homeless. Which is ironic because we already kind of addressed that before, but apparently it's... <laughs> it's okay. Go for it. Get it out. Feel it. It's allowed to be felt. It's okay. Feel that one. Where's that one? Is it the same feeling in the pit of the stomach or somewhere different? It's like a weight on my shoulders. Oh, there you go. Go for it. Feel the weight on the shoulders. Feel it all. Transmute this with your awareness by feeling it. Go for it. Feel the feeling. It's not going to get bigger. It's going to transmute to pure awareness and serve you better because it's going to go away. Your awareness actually is like the sun melting the ice on your shoulders, but it needs, the sun needs to hit the ice, you know? So you, in the sunlight, you go into the ice, you go in, 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 in. And as you do, 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 it melts, 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 melts. It's the awareness melts the feeling by feeling the feeling. Directly in the location, it's trapped in your emotional body. <sighs> nothing unique about you Danielle everybody listening has these also <laughs> they might be releasing them right along with you right now it's okay that's the beauty of life the beauty of life is that we can feel these experiences but we're not defined or trapped in them anymore once we're turning back into our awareness we're free we get the wisdom of the experience without the traumas anymore. What a gift to give yourself and only you can give it to you. Your apartment will not get rid of this feeling on your shoulders. Isn't that amazing? It'll just come up the next right. apartment or the next thing or like the time you get married. Like it's just going to keep coming up because it's still there to be released. So let's release it now. No more apartments to worry about. No more anything to worry about. Let's take the weight on the shoulders now. Let's feel it where it's at. You're so okay. You're so safe. Your awareness is not being taken over by this feeling. It's just a feeling, a weight on the shoulders. How are the shoulders feeling now? They're feeling super light. Isn't that better? Yeah. Right? You didn't need to carry that around for another 20 years. Yeah, no. <laughs> or another five lifetimes. You didn't need to do that. You got it out. Go for the rest of it. Go for the scraps. Go for the little ice chips. Go for any last scraps of that vibration. Scrounge for them. <laughs> look for them it's okay 
It's okay. It's okay to feel that. Feel that for yourself. It transmutes. Goes away. Come on, you still could be homeless. Let's go for it. <laughs> I'm going to poke at it, right? Okay, Danielle, you could still end up being homeless and sitting on sofas and, I don't know, or in my container, we're going to send you, or whatever. We, we could still be homeless. Let's go for it. What's left? Did it bring up more, or did it feel different? It didn't bring up anything else. Go ahead. It's still a possibility. <laughs> it's still possible. I doubt you're going to stop breathing because of it, if that happens. I've been homeless for about seven years, or five of seven years. You've been homeless many times as well. Yeah. Do you see how even though you've been homeless many times as well, you... I still have this feeling because the feeling's irrelevant to being homeless. Right. It's just a feeling. Right. Yeah. But now go for it. Okay, you could be homeless. kind of an annoying but I keep hearing it's all okay it's yeah. all okay yeah don't you kind of know it's like yeah it'll work itself out eventually you won't be homeless or if you are you'll find places to be yeah it's very unlikely that you're going to be sleeping on the ground you'll probably be sleeping on a sofa or a guest bed or a hotel room or an Airbnb right yeah it's very true Right? It's not actually anything. You theoretically, I'm not saying you need to, but it's like an option that a potential that you end up staying, you get the the place, oh, sorry, the job, and then you end up renting an Airbnb for two months to find the very perfect place. And then you move into it a little later. Like you don't have to have a place before you get the job. Right. Yeah. Or you have a friend that has a guest room that you rent for a little bit and save some money and then you go into something else. Like, it's fine. It doesn't mean it will happen that way. It just is an option. It doesn't have to be your favorite option, but it doesn't have to feel like a weight on your shoulders. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. That's all we're doing. We're just deleting the heaviness so that your potentials aren't magnetized as, you know, manifested from that heaviness. Those emotions, as Abraham say, are your first indication of what you're manifesting from. <laughs> you want to know your vibration? Go to your feelings. What's your feeling? A weight on my shoulders. What are you manifesting? More weight to match the feeling of the weight on my shoulders. True. Yeah. What do we need to do? Delete the weight on my shoulders. Then what do we do? Well, we manifest from the lack of weight on the shoulders. Okay. And then something that doesn't feel like a weight on your shoulders has to manifest. Right. Right. And they always say, don't go digging into a cave to climb yourself out. You're aware of this already. This isn't you looking for something in the past to go back to. This is showing up to you now. So we're not doing that whole digging thing, which they do pick on. They don't love, you know, people trying to find things. You're feeling it already. So that's where you know, oh, this is something I need to release. This is the resistance they talk about. But now as you delete the weight on your shoulders, you feel less resistant. And as you feel less resistance, the flow can flow better for you, the manifesting and the potentials that you'll be imagining or creating in the future. Right. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? It all works Full together. <laughs> it is not like, oh, yeah. the law of attraction is one thing and then the inner voice is another and beanbag is another. No, they're all playing. It's kind of like, how does the body walk? The arms sway, the legs move, the torso engages. Like all of these pieces are moving in harmony for movement. So life moving, the beauty of life moving through you is all of these pieces in harmony moving through you. And what's been unfortunate is people haven't known how life is moving through them and known how to be more <sighs> deliberate with the releasing of the stuff that's been keeping them trapped in negative 
ongoing loops of suffering over and over and over and over and over again forever. That is changing. That's the beauty of life, that you can go through this, but you don't have to be stuck in the experiences of contrast. Like I went through the experience of Detroit, you know, but it ended up being a beautiful experience because I learned how to let go on a dime. I'd never done Mm. that before, where I went from, hey, Jess, I'll see you at dinner in a half hour. So excited to be moving here to, I went to dinner and I said, I'm leaving Detroit altogether. (laughs) And I was like liberated. I was like ecstatic because it released so much attachment and expectation and just trusting that if that's what's flowing, that that's going to be the best and highest for me. So that man actually, then what's so interesting, that man that did that in the company, by the way, his cohort, his like business partner called me begging me to take the property and apologize profusely for the other guy's behavior in the company. But I actually can thank the guy that changed the deal because otherwise I'd still have that property and you would not be getting the furniture. Right, right. And I would not be sitting in London, ironically, yet again. (laughs) Like maybe I would be, who knows? It was a long time ago. All these things could have oriented in a different pattern. But I actually can thank my blessed I would say nemesis and very loose quotes there, right? Like the people we think that like ruin things about our lives, the way that they kind of end up pushing us into other directions ends Mm -hmm. up with those potentials. Like I never would have left at that point. That whole property could have been lived in and sold by this point of my life now because it's many years later. But all the beautiful experiences and all the beautiful people I met and all the beautiful places I was may not have happened in the way that they did had that man not changed the deal last minute. And if I kept fighting it, then I guess I could have forced the flow, but that would just be going so upstream, so resistant. I would have been such a victim to the whole situation. And instead, I just became... I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to flow with this. And maybe this is actually a gift for my intuition on some deeper level than my mind can possibly imagine that I'm not supposed to be here after all. So can I ask you a question? Yes, 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 yes. So when you decided to choose and you felt like that, that energy shift and they called you back and you could have, you could have chose to redirect again but you chose because of the way you felt after you made that decision or yes I would okay yes 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 okay so when they did the whole um change right and I was like Uh okay by the way so I was there for the month right I was supposed to move in right away and it'd been like weeks of shuffling my stuff to different uh hotels and all these different places you know this can this fix this fix this fix nothing you know it's obviously flowing uphill (laughs) as the month went on and I was so frustrated as it kept getting further down the path right the release of resistance I felt when I decided to leave Detroit and saw it as a sign to leave Detroit altogether was Mm -hmm. so huge that the idea of now staying in Detroit after all felt lower as a vibration than leaving at that point I released so much resistance it was like kind of like the universe was slowly telling me don't stay, don't stay, don't stay (laughs) with all the fixes that didn't work. And then by the time he pulled the deal, I was like, oh, I'm not going to accept this. This is so arbitrary. And I feel like it was, they just, I don't know, that guy just decided his way was the right way against his business partners, against the agreement we had, against everything. And that, that was his karma. Interesting, right? That he lost the deal. The business partners were really upset with him because that was obviously not his jurisdiction to just be able to arbitrarily do behind their backs. Like he created an interesting set of waves for himself, but actually that set of waves he created for himself that was probably more chaos for himself, which seemed to be the pattern he was in, it set me up to leave and let go. And oh, what a gift. What a gift. I'm so happy. And when they told me, I was like, no, I'm not crawling back in that box. I felt so liberated letting go. Right. That when they offered it, there was no way I wanted to go back in that ever again. Right. Yes, that makes sense. Understood. I didn't want it anymore. Yeah. Yes. It would have been lower vibration to stay in it after all. It wasn't like, oh, thanks, like the Oliver Twist, like, please, sir, I want some more. Please keep treating me badly and keep pushing me all over the place and taking advantage of my kindness and patience with you endlessly. No, 
I'm not going to take this, but also I don't even think I want to stay in the whole city. Okay, let's see what's next around the corner. I didn't know where I was going to go next. I just went back to London and then ended up, you know, <laughs> years more of traveling. And yeah, it was, <laughs> it was um, an unexpected flow, but was one of the most beautiful moments of learning how to let go and to pivot and not to hold on with my mind. So there you have it. By the way, hopefully for those listening, Danielle's audio, I'm getting a little alert saying that the browser prevented recording. So you may not be hearing whatever Danielle says from this point forward. Just want to note that in case the audio isn't recording properly for her thing. So Danielle, is there anything you want to say that I can say for you in case (laughs) the audio that you're sharing isn't getting captured? Just at the end, just at the end, is there anything you want to say? All right, sounds like she's all ready and I am as well. So thank you guys so much for listening as always. And until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today.